Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter. Welcome to yet another episode of the Basketball Ball Cap. As we talk about this game from yesterday, and boy oh boy was it a thing that I watched. This game was sloppy as all hell. My goodness gracious, I don't know what I... I don't really know how to describe what I watched. Ohio just did not play well at all. And LSU just didn't play well either. But they played better. Only slightly. And I don't really know how to explain this game. Because it's a weird one. Like, usually you're like, okay... Well, we won because we out-rebounded them. We won because we crashed the boards uh, better. So it's like, or maybe we out-physicaled them. No, it's just we won because they couldn't hit a shot. We won because they were completely bad. Like, they, they were just atrocious with shooting. They couldn't buy a bucket. Yeah, they put up 51 points, but like... My goodness, was it terrible to watch. It wasn't good defense either. Like, Ohio would get good shot opportunities, and the shots would be, like, really close. The worst one for them was when they had, like, a wide-open layup, and it just went around the rim and then went out. And that was the shot that was like, oh, you guys have no luck tonight. Like... Y'all are not going to win just because something's going on. To put into perspective how bad it truly was, it took Ohio 8 minutes and 36 seconds to score. They missed their first 12 shots. Now, to be fair, they shot 7 threes. And so it was 7 threes, 5 either jumpers, they had a blocked layup or two. But, like, y'all, really? And it it ended up being bad. Like, you want to look at the field goal percentage by half. Let's start with that. Uh, Ohio's first half field goal percentage was 23.5%. In the second half, they improved 29.4%. But in both halves, they shot 34 field goals. So they were 8 of 34 in the first. They were 10 of 34 in the second. What was LSU doing? Oh, you know, just not screwing up. They hit 42.9% in the first half. That's 12 of 28. And then they were above 50% in the second half. They hit 20. uh, They put up 21 and made 11 for a field goal percentage of 52.4%. So for the game, Ohio shot 26%. And LSU shot 47%. Now, you look at the three-point percentage, the numbers look a little better. In fact, I don't know how many... I don't know if I've seen this before. I may have, uh, and I've just forgotten. But they shot much better from beyond the arc than they did from the field. They were 12 of 36 from beyond the arc. They were shooting 33%. LSU was 22% from beyond the arc. 4 of 18. Now, that number is a tad misleading. 4 of 18. LSU was 3 of 14 in the first half, and then was only 1 of 4 in the second. So they didn't put up 3 balls in the second half. 
compared to in the first. And I guess that's because we realized, hey, wait a minute. What if we just scored points by getting the ball inside? That might work. And it worked. Um, it was just a weird game to watch. Like, I honestly, I didn't know what to make of either team. And I've, I'm going to continue to say this. Because this game felt like it was more out of luck. When they're putting up those seven threes, they're not bad looks. They were getting pretty decent looks. I Of those seven, and I'm not going to go back and double check, mainly because, um, you see, I don't have the time for it, but later I might actually, like, do a follow-up uh, to this. I remember at least three of those attempts being pretty wide open where there wasn't a defender there when the ball was passed. A defender may have come in, but never made contact with the ball, never made contact with the shooter. It was a good look that was just missed. That's really what this game was about for Ohio. It was missed opportunities. because, And it was missed opportunities for LSU as well. We only put up 66, and we, we could have easily put up more. Yes, we were shooting well. Again, you're shooting a above 45% in the first half, um, or excuse me, below it, above 40% in the first half. You're doing a good job there, but like, ugh. Here's what one of the main problems was, I felt, for LSU, and why they had so many missed opportunities. We turned the ball over 17 times, and they only turned it over 12. Now, we ended up scoring more points off of turnovers, but we still turned the ball over 17 times, five more times than they did. That's not good. Not only that, but we got destroyed offensive rebounding-wise. We out-rebounded the Bobcats of 43-37, to and defensively, we were up 14. We had 14 more, 39-25. to However, offensively, we had four offensive rebounds the entire game. They had 12. They used those to hit putbacks. Um, we had two offensive rebounds in each half. Two. And it was bad. Because it would be like, okay, we missed this shot. We should have a guy under the basket. How come we're getting out-rebounded? They would have like two guys under the basket to make sure that they could get the ball. It didn't look good. Um, you want to talk individual players? I guess we should do that. Uh, one thing that I think is very interesting is that um, Ohio had a player that scored all of his points in the second half, and he finished in double digits. Ben Vanderplas, he had zero points in the first half. He had 12 in the second half, and he finished with 12. Um... And another, by the way, just just another weird thing. Um, they had three guys in double figures, and the only guy, and I'm sorry, no, all of them scored the majority of their points, if not all of their points, in one of two halves. So you have um, Mark Sears. He had nine points in the first half. He finished the second half with a whole two points. He was one for ten from the field. 
one for ten. He played all 20 minutes of the second half and was one for ten. Uh, okay. I mean, that's nothing compared to Brandon Murray's whole zero points in 18 minutes of the second half. Which is mind-boggling to me. But yeah, Sears, he finished with 11. You also have a third guy that finished in double figures, and that was number 30, Jason Carter, but he only scored three points in the second half. Uh, and he scored seven in the first. It's a weird distribution, which is unlike LSU. LSU had only, no, I'm sorry, had two guys finish in double figures. You had Darius Days, he had 12 points. Uh, Days, though, had nine in the first half. What's so weird about this to me? I don't know. I know that uh, it's just kind of crazy that Tari Eason kind of took over in the second half. Got to talk about this LSU basketball team, though, as actually looking good. Because this is one of those games where, though I said I don't know what to make of it, you look at the way the team played. When... There was a point at which Ohio started hitting three after three after three. We couldn't stop them, and we couldn't put up buckets. Um, there were actually kind of a couple of times that this happened. Uh, the game went from 21 to 6 to 34 to 22. The, uh, yeah, it was 34 to 22 at the half. Um, and that took about nine minutes. They went from not having scored to have to having just kind of gotten back into it. And then, coming out the gate of the second half, Ohio started shooting threes again. They made three. They shot six of their first seven. Six of their first seven shots were threes. And they made three of them. They didn't make that seventh shot, by the way. Um, and it looked kind of like LSU just... I don't know what to describe them as, but they look kind of maybe lackadaisical, or they looked like they were, they were just kind of out of sorts. They needed to calm down, and they did. That's definitely something that I was very, very proud of them for. That that's something that's very important for any really good team to do, is when you get uh, kind of razzled because a team that was cold is getting hot, you manage to find a way to calm down, have good possessions, and even if you have stupid turnovers, say, okay, let's move on, and let's go on to the, let's get on defense, let's move on to the next possession. They did a good job of that. There's one time, uh, there was one sequence where I think LSU had like a couple turnovers in a row in like 30 seconds. But other than that, it was fine. Um, this is a really talented team that doesn't look like it's reached its peak yet. I don't think the players think they've reached their peak. I think the players have been they've been very critical of themselves. Um, you hear it in press conferences. They're like they're not satisfied with the way they've been playing, despite the fact that they're undefeated. That doesn't mean as much to them. Because they still haven't played, in even in my opinion, from what I've seen, uh, besides the first game, they haven't really played a complete game. And they nearly did it against Ohio, but Ohio just beat themselves up by not being able to hit a shot to save their lives. 
So, in the end, uh, I think that we're we're getting you know more into the season. Uh, we're eight games in now. Uh, we've played some pretty decent teams. This is yet another team that's on our schedule that had won a tournament game last year. Um, they are the reigning champions of the MAC. They knocked off the reigning defending national champions of Virginia. Because if you've forgotten, uh, Virginia came in as national champions and they lost in the first round. And they were a popular upset pick. I believe I had actually picked Ohio to beat them. And Ohio was a good team. They they looked like they had the makings of a good team last night. They just got unlucky. So, I think Ohio, definitely, if you're not, you know, watching them, I'm probably not going to be because I'll be too busy watching LSU, but might want to keep them on your radar because if they had been hitting those threes, this game would have been completely different. Again, they were getting really good looks. They could pass the ball pretty well. It just wasn't falling for them. Luck wasn't on their side. But I think if they played another game and they did exactly that again, if the shots started falling, they could knock off a good team. So, you know, that that was one of those watch-out games where we got lucky. We still have room to improve. The turnovers, for example, 17 of them, that's way too many. We had a very stupid turnover where I believe it was, um, I believe it was Eric Gaines who threw the ball off of the back of one of our players, and that got turned over. He had a second turnover where um, he just threw it to the area where the LSU guy was supposed to be. But the problem was, and I don't remember who the guy... uh, No, it was Brandon Murray. He moved towards the basket, which is the opposite of the way the ball was going. So that was embarrassing. Those were the really memorable moments. Oh, wait, that's right. There was also, like, and I believe it was Fudge or something, just had a monster, hey, look, nope, not there, not there, walk through incredible dunk. And I was like, what? Did he just split the entire defense like it was nothing? And the answer was yes. It was an absolutely monster dunk with monster skills. This team has talent. When they use it well, it's dangerous to play them. And I'm going to be very interested to see what they do when they get into the meat of their schedule when they play SEC teams. Our first two SEC games are not easy. On the road at Auburn, at home against Kentucky. And that's coming up. But we got to continue to play like this um, except a little bit better, you know, got to make those improvements, got to be able to crash the boards on offense, you cannot be getting out-rebounded on the offense, especially 12-4, to four. um, it was kind of embarrassing there, but other than that, I mean, we're a good team, we're a very good team, we just need to fix a couple of things for me to say that we're a great team, but I know that the players want to do it, and I know Will Wade especially wants to do it because he knows he's got something here. 
The players can feel it, but especially he can feel it. They just need to fix a couple more things, and they have time to do that, and that's what's great. They have time. The next opponent is Northwestern State, if I recall. Next home game is Northwestern State. Next opponent is, and I'm double-checking, triple-checking this, uh, I believe our next opponent is actually Georgia Tech. Yep, at Georgia Tech uh, in Atlanta. That's our next opponent. So we got a long break. That's not until the 11th because uh, of finals and stuff. But yeah, hey, if we can beat Georgia Tech, might have a pretty pretty damn good team here. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Basketball Ball Cap. There will not be one tomorrow because I'm not going to the game tonight because I'll be too busy watching the Saints play the Cowboys. God, I wish I didn't do the things that I did, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so if you enjoyed this, why not share it with other people? That'd be cool. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S-P-O-R-T-S. Uh, later today. There will be an episode of Goal to Go. But until such a time as then, I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the LSU Basketball Ball Cap. And until next time, bye-bye.